Vulnerability to me means being able to share who I really am and being able to be authentic in interactions. And I think that's just a practice of feeling safe and in conversation, etc. Welcome to our Clarity Cafe, our safe space to get a little clarity on life. I'm here with my Clarity sister, Barb, and today we're going to be diving into how being vulnerable can make us stronger than we've ever been in our lives. We're going to learn about Renee Brown's work. Maybe many of you have checked her out. If you haven't, she's got so many amazing books. We're just going to take a little sip of clarity on her work about vulnerability and shame and some little tools about healing our hearts. So uh, we're going to dive in. We're going to give our gratitude statement because it's important at every moment we are practicing this of every day, just being grateful for everything, all of you. Clarity fam, we love you. We thank you for making this community come to life and sharing and growing and taking sips of clarity with us. It's been so fun and we want to keep it coming. Keep your likes, your shares, your reviews all coming. DM us if you have a podcast topic because uh, next season, and this is our last episode in this season, all of our podcasts are going to be directly from listeners. So uh, stay tuned on that. I think I'll kick us off here with the statement that Brene makes to say, you know, for true connection to be made, connection both with ourselves and others, we must be vulnerable. And with that statement, let's just start with inventorying if, do you feel worthy of like love and belonging Where are you on the scale? Some of us may feel it very deeply. Some of us may not feel incredibly vulnerable. So we're going to dive in and still have some giggles as we take a look at how turning vulnerability as a main way we operate into our greatest strength. Barb, what does it mean to you to be vulnerable and how how that impacts your connections? So vulnerability, I think, you know, the first thought is, you know, oh, I'm vulnerable to something happening, right? I'm vulnerable to, it creates a fear in some people, in some of us, right? And particularly if we go back to, you know, memories where we weren't, didn't feel safe, right? That vulnerability has an implication of not being safe. And when in actuality, as we start to deconstruct it, it's actually where we're most safe because we're most open-hearted and in our heart and in that connection with ourselves and other people. And so for me, the times when I feel most vulnerable are the times when I feel most connected, meaning most seen, most understood, that I've really shared who I am as a person with the person or people that I'm dealing with at that moment. So think about, you know, a relationship with, say, your best friend or a sister, whether that's a genetic sister or a sister created by life, as we are, Clarity Sisters, and part of this whole Clarity family, that we're in a place where we feel safe so we can be open and vulnerable. But for many of us, that can be a challenge if we're not feeling super confident. So again, that vulnerability to me means being able to share who I really am and being able to be authentic in interactions. And I think that's just a practice of feeling safe and in conversation, et cetera. Not to say ignore warning signs if someone doesn't feel safe to you, not at all. In fact, 
that would be probably a good way to start setting down some boundaries so that you're in a space where you feel safe to be vulnerable. Mm. So much to unpack with that word. And when I reflect on this being the final episode of season four, we have talked a lot about being authentic in our connection with ourselves. That's what like a lot of our podcasts over the last four seasons has been about is getting right with ourselves here and authentic and, and kind with ourselves and so that we can be authentic in our connection with others as well. And so how to connect and sometimes disconnect, right, Barb? We talked about disconnecting from people as a way for everybody to be a little bit more healthy. But uh, when we think about authenticity as being a really important part of vulnerability, there's something that for me, it kind of makes me exhale. And when I think about that word vulnerable, I'm like, ah, I'm scared of that word because it means I'm open to attack. But when I peel the onion and listening to Brene's work and doing some of her audio books have been really just profound. And she's such a great speaker. She's so charismatic and just phenomenal speaker. But as I've kind of done some of that unwinding on myself, I'm realizing and coming more to her perspective and that lens that she looks through, which is that without being vulnerable, without being authentic and connecting with people and ourselves, um, we're not really truly connecting, right? We're just, we're doing these other interactions, <laughs> these pre-programmed interactions. And that actually makes me feel really not safe when I don't feel connected with myself first and with others. So it's so interesting to peel the onion of the concept of vulnerability and the lens that she's proposing that in order to be more connected, we have to be more vulnerable and that that's an expression of being vulnerable. I'm remembering that I was very shy as a child. And for people who know me now, they don't, they're surprised to hear that. But I think I was very frightened. Um, I was the youngest one and the smallest one. And for whatever reason, I felt fearfully vulnerable and always had this urge to kind of hide behind my mom or behind a tree or whatever to uh, protect myself. And it's really been such a wonderful experience over time to learn to open up and the openness that I can feel toward myself when I'm able to be vulnerable with other people and recognize that it's okay to acknowledge. I think partially as a person growing up with chronic illness, and I put that in quotes because I really practice chronic wellness, um, because if you're going to practice something, you might as well choose wellness. <laughs> uh, but as someone who had a label of chronic illness, that signified weakness and vulnerability. So I made it a point to always appear to be strong and, and, you know, kind of push through, which is really rewarded in our culture, you know, just keep pushing, you know, even if you don't feel well or whatever. And I gained a lot of strength from that and a lot of self-discipline, but I also built a wall, which was not revealing that vulnerability, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And it's always all of those things. And so deconstructing that wall and allowing people in turns out to be this amazing place of comfort because if I share that I'm vulnerable, people can share back that they're vulnerable and now there's a space for connection because we, we all feel safe. 
And but that's a, it's not a f- switch to be flipped on or off. It's a little bit more about deconstructing those early fears that were, you know, for there for good reason, right? Their self protection and being able to distinguish. Oh, this is a place I can feel safe. You know, if it's dark outside and I hear coyotes, may that might might not feel safe to me. I'm not going to go out there, but. That's a real threat as opposed to, uh, oh, what if somebody really knows me? The whole imposter syndrome or if people really know me, they're not going to love me. The reality is the more that they know, the more someone knows me or knows you, any of us, the more of our humanity there is to, to love and appreciate. And I truly believe that in my heart, that when I've been able to share who I truly am with other people... You know, whether they be people that are facing challenges with physical or mental or emotional issues, it creates a space for them to also be vulnerable. So oftentimes a share and that vulnerability of opening that conversation with a share that's authentic opens a place for that connection to be created. Oh, Barbie, bring up so many good points. And I wanted to respond to so many. So I I hope I remember them all because you just, oh, you threw some gems in there. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Taking a step back. See, I told you I was going to forget all of the great points that you just made. Um, but but there's a couple things. One is the idea that uh, vulnerability does not mean not having boundaries. I really appreciate that you brought that up. So I can be vulnerable in my heart when I have good boundaries and an authentic relationship with myself because then I have the truest barometer of whether or not it's safe to be vulnerable with someone. If I'm not authentic in my relationship with myself, then the impact is that people are going to not necessarily show their true selves. If I'm putting on an act, other people put on an act. And so losing authenticity loses some truth. And that's so valuable. Yes, 100%. Being able to make that differentiation and be able to have the courage. I mean, another thing that Brene Bounds talks about is courage and the, you know, the origination of the word courage. And I love that the fact that she talks about that comes from core, which means heart. So it's ability to share our hearts. And those that level of heart share has to come from a place where we feel safe, but also vulnerable. So it's a little bit of an oxymoron if we take that old definition of vulnerability, which is it's something to be feared versus it's something to be valued if we make the correct boundaries and place ourselves in a situation where we know we will be safe. And all of that is a, you know, an exercise that we've talked about in other podcasts about boundaries and awareness of sitting and taking a breath and thinking, I wonder why I don't feel safe to have this conversation. Is it because it's really not safe or is it because I have an old belief or something, an old experience that's not serving me and this is my opportunity to overcome it? Well, and then there's like, that's a solid thing to kind of just stop before we interact with people and check in with how we're feeling and then just see like, why am I feeling? And and it could be because this person's not safe. Get out. (laughs) And that's cool to have that communication. And also can be really triggering if we're not authentic with ourselves, then we are not really connecting. And therefore, that fear of being disconnected, which is also a topic that she dives more into, but that fear of being disconnected can drive our interactions. So that can be really 
a scary thing as well, because we're coming from a place of fear and lack, and it can be pretty potent toxicity for relationships, both with ourselves and with others. A hundred percent. I think, you know, that fear of abandonment is one of those things that's at the root of a lot of our fear of vulnerability, because as we mentioned earlier, oh, what if they really know who I am? And even the tone of voice that I just asked that, if I asked it in a different way, what if they really know who I am? (laughs) I'm an awesome person and I have lots of things to offer and I can be vulnerable, just like the person on the other end of the conversation. And being able to see that and hold space for ourselves to be in that space. And sometimes that first opening part of the conversation feels a little awkward or feels a little scary. You don't have to dive right into the most thing you're most vulnerable about. You can take it just one step at a time. Does that feel safe to have that conversation? Yeah. Okay. So that feels trust. I have trust and I feel safe. I think I can be vulnerable with this person um, and in this situation. And then there may be other ones that, you know, you'll find out, well, this is a place where it's just more, uh, I'm just going to get some stuff done here, and it's a pleasant interaction, but I'm not going to have a real deep connection. But I will say that as I've gotten older, the people that I really feel that genuine connection with, those are the lifelong friends, right? Those are the people that even if you haven't seen them in 10 years or 20 years, you know that you can still go back and have that kind of a heartfelt conversation. And if you think about somebody in your life who fits that bill, like some childhood friend or your aunt or your cousin, think about that feeling you have with that person and that feeling of safety. That's awesome and awesome vulnerability. So I encourage you to think about who those people are and what those situations are and how you felt in those situations and see if you can bring that into areas of your life where you maybe don't feel as comfortable. Oh, that's a really great thing to even just consider those people in our lives that we feel like we can be authentic and vulnerable with. And doing that together even promotes more authenticity and more vulnerability. It can become a beautiful cycle of just opening and continuing to be that for each other and hold that space for each other. And then we can practice that and maybe we have one relationship or maybe three of our relationships, and then we can kind of practice that in other appropriate relationships. Because of course, there's going to be people that we, it's, it's not really appropriate to be vulnerable with because they're living in a, an authentic world of their own. They might throw a lot of shame spikes or different things. And that's not, you know, that's not the people we want to open up to. So picking and choosing and curating that and curating our lives to have more and more of those people is a wonderful gift we can give to ourselves. Wow, that was a great conversation and many more conversations, I think, about that topic will come along as we start to unpeel all those layers and find that heart space from which we can be vulnerable and connected. And we've made it to the end of season four. Wow. The time's gone so fast. It's been such a wonderful experience doing this podcast with you, Callie, and with the Clarity fam and just all the interactions we've had, the messages, the shares, the texts, the calls, just the appreciation makes my heart really full and so appreciative. Please continue to share the podcast. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Take what works for you. Leave the rest behind. 
And, you know, please remember to be kind to yourself and find that space in your heart to be vulnerable and, and authentic with yourself and with others as the case may be. So until next time, be well. <laughs>